11 o'clock comics episode 158 crickets outside better than friggin hailstones we were, we were pelted with that shit the other night. Huge hailstones, like little tiny spiky balls, just mm. slamming into the house. Like sperm seeking the elusive game. What? Yeah, I don't know. What are you talking? <laughs> crazy talk already? Crazy it's talk. Right. It's already the crazy talk? Yeah, I'm feeling good, but I'm tired. Long friggin' disastrous week. Been long. Yeah, it has been. Housekeeping. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's all good. We're here for you. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to upset because we've been spoiling people with Thursday episodes for. I know, months. forever. Any toes. Bitches. See, you know where we're coming. You put something out early every week and then you don't, and they're going to say it's late. It's only because they love. If they didn't love, they wouldn't care. If they didn't care, they wouldn't listen. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But we got some we got some fun stuff to talk about. Yes, we do. It's gonna be Yeah. Oh, I would say all <laughs> Doctor Who all the time. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? I I Doctor Who o'clock. I could I, we're going to talk about it tonight. Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. There are many things we could that was a great episode. I had to watch it twice though. It was Fucking scary. Let's it was, save it. Save it. Save okay, it. Save it. Okay, let's save it. Save it for later. That's my singing. I'm such a good singer. I do that to the kids. I'll be in the car and a song that I love or know well will be on the radio and I'll just start singing to it and I'll botch it up and, and you'll be like you know. slow. Yeah. Ride. Yeah. And, uh, oh, how about that? Who, who loves you, baby? Oh, I loved it. It was awesome. I'm telling you. Yeah. And so you, you, you took care of me. I always end the song the same way. I am such a good singer. And the kids will go, what? And they say, <laughs> I could sing Hetfield. That's about it. Yeah, so. A little bit of Metallica. That's my range. That's all I I almost got. used a little Metallica tonight in another podcast, but I decided not to. I'm using Metallica right now. In fact, we're talking over Metallica. Metallica. You were going to use Master of Puppets? I was going to use Master of Puppets, but instead I used the monkey song from uh, um, Jungle Book. It's so good that I've inspired other podcasters to continue the, the tradition of, you know, spontaneous creativity. Boom! I, just throw- I always use thematic, thematic music in, in my podcast. Sure, after the bullpen you did. And so if I were, if I were using, <laughs> shut up, if I were using... Either Master of Puppets or Monkey Song, I Want to Be Just Like You, what would I be talking about? Uh, some Jungle Book shit. No, come on. I don't know. Use your noggin. Who was I'm... I talking to tonight? Oh, I don't know. I do. Who do? You do? I was Bowie there for a second. It's uh, for uh, Taskmaster. Oh, yes. Okay, Mr. Fred Van Linty. That would be very appropriate, right? Speaking of Jungle Book. I want to be like you. Mm -hmm. Taskmaster, he does that. Uh, I'm continuing my 
rereading of of fables and god damn it if mowgli is not commandy yeah sure every every time mowgli appears and just the way or it would actually be commandy as mowgli right but i'm just saying just the way he draws him and his 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 movements and the way the hand sticks out and the 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 body language it's goddamn commandy it is and i love it even more because of it i pretty much have my fill of commandy on uh batman brave and the bold how could you get your fill of commandy it's not possible. That that's is, the, uh, is that Commandy Omnibus? It is. Is it so, solicited now? Solicited this month in previews uh, for May. The Commandy Omnibus is solicited for forty nine ninety nine. I'm just, crossing just, my fingers that they do not use the same damn paper that they used on the Fourth World stuff. But I know well, they're for, going first to. First of all, I'm here. I'm. I I got a. I just got my previews today. So let me throw out that Marvel previews. There we wait, go. Wait, wait, wait. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're actually talking. About previews, yeah, Christopher. I, I get it. In okay, my okay. My, <laughs> the whole thing on previews. Can we do? Let's do the introduction, and then I'll. I come think back. we are. Hey, everybody! It's eleven o'clock. Comics. I am Vince B. Yes, you are, and and I'm that's Parker, and I'm Christopher Naisman. Parker, Parker Hush. Parker Posey. He is. I am. Uh, I'm David Price. And, and I'm Cam Newton. And I'm absent. Yes, it's true. Ah. Jason Wood is not with us tonight. He's on assignment in where? Uh, Home. He's he's uh, at the NFL draft. No. Did he? What? Oh my God! You what? make something up. He's on. He's on assignment he's in, in Manhattan. At the he's he is he is stroking Mel Kiper's hair as we speak in Manhattan at the NFL draft. And Jason Wood is on assignment in Ape City. You have no idea who Mel Kiper is, do you? Uh, no. None. You don't. I can. I tell know you. who. I know who Mel Blank is. No, Mel Kiper. Mel the, Torme. He's the head no. draft. He's the head draft. Nick. We'll close the door. They won't be getting a draft. And Jason is not here with us today, unfortunately. And this. AWOL episode of 11 O'Clock Comics is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, Mr. Co- Mr. and Mrs. Comic Book Aficionado, can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wumba discounts. I can't give you any examples because the new uh, spotlight list is not up yet because the previews just came out. So you got to give them some time to pick the books that they want to drastically slash the cover price of which is bad english i'm sorry but who cares because this is a promo you don't care uh and do not forget their digital arm mydigitalcomics.com where you can get among other things duncan the wonder dog and get this aphrodisiac is now available on mydigitalcomics.com i think it's available in cbr or CBZ PDF and this this flippy page cool version thing like this, you can get it in multiple flavors of aphrodisiac. <laughs> what more do you want? MyDigitalComics.com, DCBService.com, InStockTrades.com, and do not forget about the Summit City Comic Con, June 18th, downtown Fort Wayne at the Grand Wayne Center. Admission is just ten dollars if you're a youngin, twelve and under. You'll get in free with a paid adult. You can't sneak in the back door. But local and regional uh, retailers will be in attendance along with over 1 
hundred, that's ten times ten, comic creators, including Tom Scioli, Sean McKeever, Jason Howard, Katie Cook, Gary, Star Reach, Friedrich, and Mike Battlepub Norton. See, when you get famous, you get your work inserted in between your, your first and last name. He, he will forever be Mike Battlepub Norton. Yeah. Well, you see that last episode? And, and, well, and Gary Gary Friedrich, what yeah. what do you have against Ghost Rider? I don't, but Star Reach is I would think more of a landmark work than Ghost Rider. Right. Star Star Reach is in one of the independent uh seeds that planted that uh the indep- I don't know what I'm trying to say. Star Reach is very important. It's very it's it it good. Yeah. Good self-publishing, it's Trailblazer it, and self-publishing, and independent comics, and P. Craig Russell and, and Starlin, and goddamn Star Reach is good. All yeah. Right. So, there we go. InStockTrades, DCBService.com, MyDigitalComics.com, and the uh, Summit City Comic Con. That's the promo. Let's yep. drink. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, right. I was getting ready to go off on something else. Uh, Vince, what are you drinking? Black and tan. Okay. Because I love uh, it. David? Conquista Malbec. All right, you got steak with that. I did last night. Yum. Yes, it's good with steak, isn't it? It really is. It is. It is yummy. Uh, I'm um, being cranky old man uh, tonight, and uh, very fittingly, I'm drinking Old Granddad and ginger ale. <laughs> there you go. Old Granddad hundred proof. It's one of my one of my favorite. Um, uh, just kind of house bourbons so 100 uh, proof really yeah that's yeah a little hundred hundred proof bourbon it's you know that's fine and how much of it do you put in the glass like what's your ratio of bourbon to i put it up to union jack's kneecap good god i think i'd be in the icu if i drank that because i have a uh i, I say that because i have a an invaders tune tumbler and, and and so I'll fill it up to about Union Jack's kneecap, and then top the rest off with with some ginger ale. It's for flavor that way yeah. mm, for flavor. Yeah. Now let's let's go back to that stuff we were talking about in the beginning. We 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 riffed on the Commandy Omnibus, and you were going to say something, and you didn't finish it. Yes, I um I asked if it was in previews, and I I had in a previous episode talked about um talked about how much I kind of hate previews. And here I am talking about going through previews. Multiple well, episodes. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and I still feel that way. But I I order my comics through a, a, a mail order service. So if I'm going to order those comics, then I have to use previews to order them, it's right? It's true, yeah. Okay. So I, I really don't have any choice. Now... This this is going to come off sounding really pretentious. I'm a fairly knowledgeable comic book reader and consumer, and we talk about all sorts of comics. And so, whenever I go to place an order, I've got a pretty good idea of of what my tastes are and what I what I'm willing to try and not try. And I always I I always try a lot of new things. Previews is still I think relied on way too heavily as the only marketing tool to sell comics, and I think I think it's taken uh, a lot of the pressure off of off of retailers to actually be salesmen 
they sure. it's like well, here's previews flip through there if you see anything that you want then I'll order it and if nobody flips through it and says that they want it then I won't and so you know previews is not your salesperson and unfortunately is turned into your salesperson so I use it but because I have to I would much rather go into uh, an incredibly well-stocked comic shop like Challengers or Dark Tower in Chicago and be able to peruse and flip through things and, and see that stuff right. is there. That's that's that best-case scenario. Yeah, yeah, but but not everyone has that opportunity, so a lot of times previews is the only the only chance that you have to to get sold on something. So anyway, right. it's it's a, it's a long way to go to say that yes, I I look through previews, but that's how I order probably about half of my comics now is is through is through previews using DCBS. I would much rather be and this sounds terrible to you know, and it's nothing against our sponsor, but I would much rather be able to walk into a brick and mortar store that everything is forty percent off and be able to flip through it. <laughs> but, That'd be nice. Yeah. But you just you just aren't able to do that because, you know, the only way that you, you are able to do that is is if everything is pre ordered. And right. you can't you can't you can't stock that kind of inventory in, unless it's all pre ordered. So um so yeah, yeah, I use it. It's it's fine. It's wow. I, yeah, so whatever. What I, you know, while we're on the subject, and I'm going to give you a little, my uh, problems with previews, even though I love it so much, I sleep with it under my pillow, I do love previews, and it's, whenever it's new previews week, it, it makes my week, because I get to flip through and look at all the stuff that I'm going to get a couple months down the line, but there is a problem in in the manner by which they write those solicitations and I know each publisher does their own I don't I don't think previews allows uh URLs in solicitations I guess if you buy uh advertising space like if a quarter page or a half page then it's cool to put a URL in it but I don't think they allow them in yeah. text only solicitations you're, that, you're gonna, I I I guarantee it within Within six months, you're going to start seeing QR codes. What's a QR code? It, it's that it's that crazy little uh, like dot matrix looking box that you that, that you see on all sorts of things. Oh, that you can like uh, scan with the phone or something. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, neat. I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee that you'll that you'll start seeing those in previews, and if you scan it, it'll probably take you to a uh, uh, to a pretty awesome. Um, uh, uh, URL for right. your, or, you the, know mo mo mobile mobile page with a with a description of, of but what the, the thing book is uh, in ma many instances I've come across a book that looks very tempting and uh, in in most cases it's just the cover image and the creative teams and if it's a small publisher uh, maybe a newly minted publisher or, or you know haven't had many titles under their belt i have no idea who this creative team in is i would like to see more and there's no url there to follow nine times out of ten i probably won't order it i'll play it safe but if the, if if the, I, I mean i never solicited anything through previews maybe some of our friends who have can correct me i think that Earls are part of the sales pitch. They should be allowed in the in the solicitation for yeah. that very reason. Show me what you're selling. I mean, it, it's it's only going to benefit Diamond in the end, right? It's another yeah. copy sold. Why why not allow it? But but yeah. anyway, 
Well, and, I mean, uh, it's it, it's kind of an old school thing. Oh, speaking speaking of, um, wait, 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 one, one more did, thing before we move on. Uh-huh. If you like this kind of talk about industry stuff, there is no one better. And I I hesitate to to say this because he, the man is just brimming with retailing ideas and getting your book out and selling your book and and. Larry Martyr is unbelievable. If you follow Larry Martyr on Twitter, not he'll be throwing these comic industry witticisms out, and nine out of ten times it's like, yeah, why is it not that way? Follow Larry Martyr on Twitter. He's amazing, and he just he seems to have this this hunger to find new ways to. Well, look what he did in the past. I mean, for Image, he he has this desire to, to find new avenues of selling these things and getting your book out there and placing it in front of people who should be seeing it. Larry Motter's the dude to follow on Twitter if you're interested in that kind of stuff. How about that? There you go. Keep going. <clears throat> no, no. Uh, um, um, I don't want to make this a, a, a previews issue, but uh, or a previews episode. But I saw um, Grant, there's a, a Grant Morrison book coming out called yeah uh, super gods yep yep that looks pretty cool yeah the advertisement the full page advertisement he looks i, I don't want to say scary but he looks very driven very determined he's serious mm-hmm. about this this is not I, i'm sure it's not going to be a light read knowing mr yeah. morrison yeah. I, I don't know I, if i'm going to order it a classic comics creator grant morrison explores the connections between superheroes and the gods of myth in this yep. literature study that sounds pretty sweet yeah look at the price um i don't see it how much is it I don't remember exactly, but it was one of those things where it's going to take a lot for me to add that to my order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. yeah, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. But. Uh, so anyway, en- enough previews. Or you can enough flip- of that. You can hear the flipping pages from here. <laughs> I have to thank someone. I got something this week. It was dropped off at the uh, local comic shop, Comics on the Green in Scranton, PA. It's a piece of original art. Ooh. Now, now, before y'all groan, it uh, on the back of the illustration. Well, on the back of the cardboard on which it was drawn, that should give you a hint who this is from. Mm-hmm. To Vince B. Sorry, you could not make it to Sidos Idos this year. Here is your booby prize. I was going to give you this at the show, so chances are really good you guys got stuff. Uh, best wishes, your pal Tom Kelly. P.S. <laughs> Storyboarding is not comic book storytelling. What did you say, Tom? Tom? Can't hear you. I'm sorry. There's static on the line. Can't hear. You. But you anyway, know, th- th- Tom's family lives in Scranton. Yes, that's why yeah. he's frequently at uh, Comics on the Green. Uh, you know what he did for me? It's a Hello Kitty. Th- well, obviously, Tom's uh, made a name that's for himself. That, that's his. That's his thing. Even right. Tom's, doing- Tom's up very good artist beyond the, the hello Kitty oh yeah i think he had stuff in that independent anthology that just came out i think they're on their second issue um independent comics or i don't know the name of it but the, it, it's shipped one shipped last month and i think the first issue shipped a, a month before uh it's a huge honking thing it was like 5.99 i don't know the name of it i'm sorry tom but um anyway it's another hello kitty themed uh illustration and i'm not saying this because it's mine but it is by far the best thing I've ever seen him do. It's Hello Cthulhu lurking uh, over a kitty, uh, kitty-sized 
version of Alan Moore. And uh, Alan Moore has a Dodgem Logic t-shirt on. And he's all Hello Kittyed out with the, with the wide, white eyes. And he has rings on. And the rings are emanating all this mystical energy. And it's really cool the way he did it. He did it in arcs. And they're not opaque. There's parts of them are... You know, there's a gradation going on. It's really sweet. And he splattered ink all over the top part of it. And Cthulhu has this metallic green color. It's amazing. It's bigger than the scanner, so I might have to take a picture of it to put it on online. But it's fantastic. He did a Hello Kitty Deadpool for me a while back. I love it. This is like a gazillion times better. This is just me. It's so great and it's big and you can see more of Tom's artwork at Tom Kelly at www.tommm9.deviantart.com Tom Kelly Illustrated. He is really good and you know he zoomed right into my heart with this. Cthulhu and Alan Moore. Hamana Hamana. Yeah it's great. So I have to thank Tom. It's awesome. And And it was hand delivered to me. And you can listen to Tom's girlfriend and 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 other gals talk about comics on the comic book slumber party. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. So there. Thank you, Tom. Mm-hmm. You're Tom's the best. Good people. He's he good is people. good people. Always has something for us. I love him. So what's this deal about this action comics thing? Well, they they got to um, a small milestone. Um, the, the a little bit. Week. A little yeah. bit. Uh, is it the? I guess it's the first comic to reach 900 issues. Is that in, in no, the U.S. No, no, maybe? No, no. Walt Disney's Comics and Stories made it past 900. Oh, okay. 900. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, it's but don't don't quote me. It's it's 900 it's 900 issues of of action comics, which is is a pretty pretty big deal. I mean, it's pretty hell yeah momentous uh yeah. to you know to have a, a 900th issue uh so yeah so a- action 900 came out this week and uh, i forget how many pages it was it was it was a lot it was about 68 pages or i don't know more than that it was it was a lot it was a, a big big issue um but it's continuing uh the stuff that's been going on in action and and supergirl and it's got uh, uh superboy stuff in there and from the steel uh, uh one one shot and well Vince will like this um the the, <laughs> the the main the main meat of the story is about uh the 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 reign of of doomsday and you are oh, a big really? doomsday yeah i love doomsday yeah well if you if you like doomsday it's i mean it's that that's that's what this is about it's about the the reign of doomsday um playing off the reign of the superman yeah yeah, and you can yeah. get all the issues that it crosses over with. And it, now, now exactly. wait before you get into that. Isn't Kenneth Roquefort either doing the covers or he's is doing he doing? Covers. Is he? He's not doing interiors. I don't think so. Well, oh, I mean, that's the, too bad. The, the, this one, like a lot of the the big milestone issues, is many many different artists. You know, Pete Woods and Ryan Sook and Gary Frank, and you know, I'll, I'll forget you know a, a bunch of people. But they had a lot of a lot of different artists that were working on this that are you know kind of working across all of the Superman titles. So yeah, the, I mean, the main story is is. Very interesting, and and you know Cornell has been writing action, which is the whole uh, Lex Luthor 
uh, story for like right. the last year or so, which I've really enjoyed. And so this, you know, it, this is basically Superman coming back to Metropolis, and um, I guess the the walk is over. Yay! Thanks. It's, Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so he's back. He's this is his triumphant return to uh, to action comics as, as culminating in the reign of Doomsday uh, storyline. But uh, you know, what, like a lot of a lot of these types of you know milestone issues, there are some really uh, cool backups and you know even like you know three and four page stories that are just really fun and really cool and there's uh there's one uh in particular that was uh written by um uh uh Wendeloff, uh of uh, Damon, yeah 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 he of um lost, uh, lost. of uh Wolverine versus Hulk fame <laughs> the four issue series that took five years to come out yeah. um Damn, but, did it look uh, good though Oh sure, sure. Yeah. He he wrote and Ryan Sook drew a uh, a short story called Life Support, which was really really good. What's really it, good. What's it about? Um, it is about Jor El going to one of his uh, uh, basically pupils, a, a young scientist, and basically asking him to immediately take on a job that is creating a life support system in uh, in basically a sphere about the size of a softball and him basically explaining that you know it has to fit in a very small ship uh, a ship that has to go very fast to escape the gravitational forces of an exploding planet and hmm. has to be done in three days and uh, and and the guy you catches on very quickly as to what is going on and it, it's it's just an incredibly well crafted story about Jor-El asking a contemporary and also a fellow parent to dedicate the last few hours that he has to live to save not his child but someone else's child. Wow. That does sound interesting. It's it was a it was a really really poignant and and heartfelt story that shows you what you can do in I don't know it may have been six eight pages oh you know what Chris you know what that reminds me of hmm. are, are you familiar with in the 70s DC used to publish uh, under the DC Blue Ribbon Digest they used to pub- <laughs> publish collections of um comic collections in digest format and they would theme them like you'd be able to get an adventure comics digest yeah. or a legion or a, a lot of aquaman stories yeah right or you know sergeant rock they had their I, war ones they had, most of them why don't they do that now that's what i'm that's where i'm going see follow yeah. this train uh most of more often than not it would be a, a, the majority of the digests were superman themes mm-hmm. come on i mean sure. obviously but what they used to do every year they would do the best of dc Blue Ribbon Digest featuring the what they 
I think it was even reader themed. What, like, didn't they have a, a voting? Pro- I don't know, some kind of voting process. It was either in house or they would allow readers to vote on. I'm not sure, but they would take the best stories that appeared in DC Comics from the previous year, collect them, and publish them in a digest format, and call it the DC's greatest, best comics and stories for the year 1980 or 1979. And more often than not. There was, you know, Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson, Swamp Thing in there. You got your little stories from maybe a House of Mystery short. That nice. story that you're talking about with the uh, uh, Jor-El and the the uh, scientist. That sound and it, that because would fit right in yeah, there. because yeah. it was only eight pages. It sounds perfect for a best of collection. And you're right. That's where I was eventually going to go. Why doesn't DC do that? It's an it's a it's a no brainer. A way to make some money. I mean, it's well, not going to sell gangbusters, but you know, you know that that was a lot of what they were doing with the backups, and which was, I, I think, a lot of a lot of ways was was trying to justify the three ninety nine price tag, but also kind of uh, doing a test on on what may or may not sell. Um, you know, you're 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 just not going to be able to sell a Jimmy Olsen comic book monthly now. But if you put a, an eight page Jimmy Olsen story in the back of you know Action Comics or whatever, um, people might be interested in it. But yeah, but it's kind of hard to yeah, it is it, when you're talking best of. That's mm-hmm. more like a you know not an afterthought, but it's it's an also ran kind of story that oh. appeared you know i i want something where they can look at their publishing for the past year collect the cream of the crop make maybe a an issue of um legion here or well i or, mean but i mean that that's what we loved about the the marvel black and white magazine so you know the marvel oh, comics yeah. presents it's you know here's an here's a 10 page story about Iceman that's written by Wolfman and drawn by Gene Colan. Yep. It's like, well, fuck yeah, sign me up. How about Man Thing drawn by Tom Sutton? I don't think yeah, it, it gets yeah. any better than that. Yeah. But, you but know. you're right. I think we need a best of collection. And that the way to do it is don't put a $5.99 price tag on it. Take a hit. Charge, you know, charge, make it an exercise issue for the price of a regular comic. Expose readers to some great stuff they may not have read because they don't buy the book or they never mm-hmm. considered reading, uh, Rebels or, or, you Doing know. Black and white. No, no. I think that would be an even harder sell. I just try and get people to appreciate black and white comics. Right, but what's wrong with the digest format? I mean, they tried it yeah. with the Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson Swamp thing, and they think they did a Sergeant Rock digest not too long ago, but it didn't seem to catch on, uh, obviously, because we haven't seen a digest since. But there's nothing wrong with digests. No. It's, a, it's a great way to get a nice chunk of comics for not a whole lot of money. Yeah. I love the digest format. My favorite all-time favorite digest is Marvel's Haunt of Horror. Oh, good God. Text pieces and, and comics, and it was uh, just so good. There's only two issues. If you can find them, snatch them up. They are amazing. I love them. But anyway, let's keep going on the action. What else was in there? Oh, uh, you know, a, a, a nice little four-page story. Uh, uh, Gary Frank drawn about, uh, about Lois, uh, finding, uh, a flight ring in her desk, which was a mess and, uh, and using it to, uh, um, 
to contact Saturn Girl to throw mm. Clark a uh, uh, a party. Oh, I thought they were going to have a little no, clandestine no. rendezvous. Dirty bastard. I am. Um, no, so you know, so just some nice vignette stories on top of the, you know, on top of the the main uh, Superman story. It was it was a really good, uh, you know, kind of anniversary issue. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was good. Happy birthday, Action Comics. 900 issues. I was wrong. That's a big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. Walt Disney's comics and stories never made it that high. It's still going on from yeah, boom. I mean, you know, well, maybe comics, not from boom. But it's been running since like 1938. I know. Yeah. So It's the first superhero, damn it. Yeah, you got that right. So, good stuff. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got something before David got? takes over. This This character... Now, I'm going to paint the picture before we start looking at it. This character was created in 1970 as a dry run for the creative team that would later go on to do what I'm, what I call one of the all-time greatest artistic achievements at Marvel. Oh. Yes. I'll give you, I'll give you the writer and you'll probably get the artist. The, the writer's Roy Thomas. Okay. So, Savage if I, Sword of Conan. You're right, but no, not Savage Sword. Barry yeah. Windsor Smith and uh, Roy Thomas oh, created con- this character as yeah. a prep for the the un- at the time unpublished Conan. Um, no, but you're you're close. They Should didn't I create Cull. Robert E. Howard created Cull. Um, this character appeared in I think it was Chamber of Darkness. Maybe the third or the fourth issue of Chamber of Darkness. It's Star the Slayer. S-T-A-R-R, the Slayer. Now, the, in the Roy Thomas story, you have this, this pulp writer named Len Carson, which is a nice tip of the hat to both Lynn Carter, who is very, uh, was very well versed in the, in the, uh, the sword and sorcery type characters. I love Linda Carter. Lynn, yeah, well, who doesn't? But, uh, so the guy's name's Len Carson, which could either be an homage to Lynn Carter or Carson of Venus. So, I mean, there's, there's multiple layers in, in this guy's name. So he's a pulp writer who, whose stock and trade are these larger than life fantasy characters, and he creates Star the Slayer. And at the end of the Roy Thomas story, Star the Slayer emerges into the universe of the writer the fictional character comes alive in quotes and kills his creator because this len carter len Len carson character had uh designs on ending his life so that's kind of cool and it's conceptually cool so this story that i'm talking about now was a four issue miniseries under the max imprint which means it's dirty uh, it was written <laughs> written by Daniel Way, who has done many things for Marvel, mm-hmm. and it was drawn, or I should say illustrated by, one of my all-time favorite uh, comic book uh, visionaries, I like to call him, uh, the man who fueled my prepubescent dreams for many years, Mr. Richard Corbin. Ooh. It doesn't get much better than Richard Corbin. Uh, and, um, it's, it's an extremely tongue in cheek takeoff on the Star of the Slayer character because it's called A Star is Born. S-T-A-R-R. Ha ha. Get it? A Star is Born. 
um, Daniel Way kind of keeps the conceptual hook that, that Roy Thomas planted in the 70s where the Len Carson character is the writer and he strikes it rich with this his creation star the slayer and he's drowning in money the publisher is loving every bit of it they're moving uh comics by the truckload and len gets a little bit too big for his britches and figures you know what f this noise i'm gonna try and make it as a novelist how I, I i think i have what it takes to be a novelist well he craps out and and he goes begging back to the publisher, please let me write another star story. I I I need money. So he he writes the story, and that's where this issue starts. You have this this wandering minstrel named Morrow, who regales his captive audience of you know the the daring do of Star the Slayer, and it's really badly written. This Len Carson character is a hack. His he you know every cliche in the book is in here. So the 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 writing of the series that Daniel Way cooked up is intentionally bad to mirror the inability of this Len Carson character to write. Neat, huh? Isn't that cool? Um, I mean, some of the lines will make you wince in this thing. Uh, he the, this minstrel character starts off. the The dialogue is all song. The first maybe three four pages is all verse yeah it's it's really tough to get through but once you get through the first couple pages i know me too but but it's so but it's funny and it's it's you know porky style bathroom humor so because it's under the max imprint the thing is riddled with foul language and you got richard corbin and nobody draws women buxom muscle-bound women as I, I won't i won't go to extremes very few people can can draw a woman like richard corbin okay let's leave it at that and uh, so you got nudity you got profanity you got tons of violence so it's everything the pulps were and more because it's it's illustrated um star is a uh, member of this wandering band of hunter-gatherers who frequently go to this city uh, named Kulmarud to to you know try and make some money by selling these little uh, trinkets and and charms that uh, this old dude cooked up. But once they get to the city, Star's temper gets the best of him, and he inadvertently puts his fist through the head of the brother of this very nasty dude named Troll. I hate it when that happens. I know. And in typical Corbin fashion, I mean, when I say he punches this guy through the head, he punches this dude right through the head. His fist goes through, and there's blood and bone and and viscera and everything just flying all over the place. So um, the the people of Kulmarud put uh, Star... Well, actually, they they kill his entire family by pulling their heads off in a public execution. But luckily for Star, he catches the fancy of this Moonja woman, who, again, is one of your typical uh, Corbin beauties, bald and huge, big-ass titties. And so she she takes a a liking to Star and buys him for her uh, gladiatorial arena. These, These characters beat the shit out of each other and the last man standing you know gets his 
freedom, so to speak. So Star is placed in the arena, and he uh, he falls in lust, I guess, because he's a virgin with this Tira chick, but she wants nothing to do with him. And meanwhile, that troll guy that uh, Star kill, whose brother he killed. He starts uh, getting his mad on for, for Star, and he manipulates the king. He's like the worm in the apple of uh, the, the monarchy, and he devours the, the royal family from within, eventually assumes a position of power, and Star beats the shit out of him. Uh, just almost gives him brain damage, uh, nearly kills him, but the guy gets away and devotes his life to the arcane arts. So he becomes this wizard. And as you may expect, he eventually comes back at Star. But I'm not going to let it go. This thing is hysterical. It's it's simultaneously one of the worst comics I've ever read, and and one of the most entertaining. Like I said, it, it's it's all written. Okay. It's all written below the belt, and it's it the dialogue is just wincingly bad. Listen to this. Um, I'll, I'll spoil a little bit of it. This troll character reaches across the dimensions and pulls Len Carson into his world. And uh, he knows that this guy is chronicling Star's adventures, so he tells him, look, I want you to write the story where I win, bitch. And uh, listen to this. He's got him in, in, uh, in the dungeon, and he, he throws a typewriter in front of him, and he's like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. First of all, Tira comes back to me because she realizes that Star is a total puss, right? But she doesn't say a word. She just kneels down and starts blowing me. And and the Len Carson character says, are you serious? And she's all like, oh, Troll, it's so big. And Drago, he's like watching. He's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And the, the writer goes, man, that's just fucking gross. And he goes, what the fuck did you just say? This is my fucking story. I say who gets blown and who gets to fucking watch. And it's just the dialogue keeps going and going in the same vein. And it's almost like a exploitation movie because this Troll guy is obviously black. And Richard Corbin has a propensity to exaggerate various parts of certain races where to emphasize, you know, what race they come from. And this guy is I mean, he, feet. he has he's black. I mean, it's yeah, it's almost it's almost too much, but I mean in the spirit of the book it's not. You know. And so you get this this black character running around doing the and it's supposed to be a fantasy type setting where half of this language wasn't even invented yet you know like she's blowing me i'm sure that that you know that's what they call it then (laughs) and i heard that on game of thrones this week right i heard that was pretty good it's awesome uh, the the Tira character is in the arena, and they stack the deck against her by sending these two ravenous. They look like mandrels after, her, and she's having a hard time beating them. So she decides to, uh, once she decimates these 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 simian creatures, she decides to sway the audience in her favor. So she strips. And she's completely naked in the middle of the arena, and she's like, "Fuck you, bitches! Suck my tits!" And it's like. I, I doubt, I really doubt that that's the language they would have used in this Man. fantasy world. But uh, like I said, complete... wasn't that? Uh, well, was a lot of uh, what Brian Wood was doing in uh, Northlanders, in Northlanders, right? Right, yeah, uh, right, uh, yeah. just t- taking a lot of liberties with the the setting and the language, and uh, but oh, uh, you should. That's okay. It's I mean, cool you know, because as long as, you know, you just have to you just have to set up 
the rules mm-hmm. of of what you're doing up front and and then and then you can you can run with that and there's right. i don't think there's you know anything wrong with taking a period piece but updating it with with modern yeah yeah you know, you know, i mean almost all the time that's done anyway it's just not to the extent of being um so obvious right because you know, no one no one talks like they talked four and five hundred years ago it's right. that would be pretty boring it would be incomprehensible. Right. I mean, if these characters really were hunter-gatherers and they came to, a, at the time, a, a metropolis of, of commerce and whatever passed for industry and culture, they probably wouldn't even be able to be understood. I mean, they live, they live out in the sticks in a place called uh, the Darklands and just... It would sound Auto- like they're fucking Welsh or something. They would probably be, for the most part, be just grunting. Yeah, but... The surprising thing about this series now, Richard Corbin is a pioneer in in color art. From from day one, the man set the pace in in color process, and he has a a color sense, and his his palette is like second to none. This was not colored by Richard Corbin. This was colored by Jose Villarubia, who does Corbin proud. That's big doings because. When you're coloring the the work of a man who pioneered the a lot of processes, you better have all your ducks in a row, and he does. It's it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful comic. Um, to those familiar with Corbin's work, it's somewhere between Mutant World and his more linear stuff, like uh, Rip in Time, the 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 earlier Rip in Time, not the later stuff, because that was all all process color but uh it's 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 stunning and it's corbin so you get these muscle-bound dudes running around just gorgeous women violence out the wahoo and the fantasy creatures this troll guy has a a a lackey that looks like a cross between a dragon and an alligator and he wears this this hood it's visually stunning but i gotta say if you're gonna pick this up and trade be very wary because it's a four-issue series which amounts to what in Marvel Max terms? 120 pages. Maybe 120 pages. It's 19.99 for the trade. It's mm-hmm. super thin. I was lucky enough to find it. Marvel, you know, we all realize that Marvel likes to blow out a lot of their trades with retailers, and they get them for a, a pittance, and then they turn around and sell them very cheaply to their customers. I got this for 5.95, which I thought was more than worth it, but 19.99. I, I would not pay that for this. Okay, it's it's a good time. It's fun. There's a lot of you know ribald humor and nudity, and it's Corbin. You don't think, need to know anymore. I think yeah. the Max books are are priced. I mean, if that was a a Spider-Man miniseries, maybe it would be seventeen ninety nine. I, I think the Max books tend to be priced a little bit. Higher than right, and the Soleil stuff. Oh, get out of here! Those collections of like Sky Doll and stuff—they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What they're asking for those things. What are, yeah. what are they? What's the retail on those? Cover price on the singles are like five ninety nine. Yeah. So I'm thinking the trades are you know for for a four or six issue series. Forget it. it they're, they're, it's it, there's no value in it other than you know beautiful. I mean, if beautiful artwork is your thing. Invest in the Soleil books, but in terms of price for Per page, it's yeah. very high for that stuff. Yeah, and there's licensing and you know fees to take into yeah. consideration. But hey, don't bring it over. Soleil sounds like some French bullshit. 
<laughs> I love this series. I got I had such a, a good time reading. I was like laughing out loud some of the parts. It's so it's I was LOL. It's so bad. So bad, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Star the Slayer. I like Dave. it. Christopher. Christopher. I want I want to know what David's reading. I um I was torn because I was all set to to go down one road because you were talking about a book and then Vince starts talking about a book from another publisher. Well, you know do. what? I'm going to go. Do, David. I'm, it is what we do. Very good. Thanks for paying attention. <laughs> it's what we do. We, um, I'm I'm going to follow my gut and I'm going to uh, do what I was going to do. I'm going to follow Chris's lead and I'm going to talk about a DC book. A DC hey. book, David. Get out. Well, we owner-operator of the so, famous Marvel Noise doing a DC I book? Gotta, I got to save something for the other show. That's true. I um, Yeah, I finally uh, get around to... I'm, I'm going through... I have piles of, of, of books that I have to go through, and I'm so far... I'm still so far behind on, on a lot of things. And um, I grabbed one book out of, uh, out of one box and just said, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and read this because I read... The initial, I read the start of this series. Uh, unfortunately, the series continued as a backup in another DC book. So I have no idea what's been going on. But I finally read the conclusion in Giant Size Adam number one, written by Jeff Lemire, with art mostly Heck by yeah. Mahmoud Asrar and uh, and John Dell. And there is uh, there are also other artists. Uh, Alan Goldman and Robson Rocha with uh, Andy Owens and J.P. Mayer and it is there's there's a few different artists on here because it's 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 extra size it's double size it's giant size. Now wait a minute before you move on, do they actually call it giant size Adam? Yep, giant yes. size yes. Adam. Really? Yeah, isn't that awesome? With a pretty funky uh, Gary Frank cover. Pretty damn ballsy. That's what that is because we know almost like giant size man thing. That's what I'm saying. We know who used the giant size uh, tag way back when. That's Marvel. That's that's kind of neat. I like that. It's funny you say that because and and this isn't um, I you call it a compliment, what have you. It there were parts of it that um, that read as if it was a uh, no, as if as as if yes, yeah, as, as if it was kind of like a Marvel style of of storytelling, and uh, hence the reason it was good. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's good because it's Jeff. We have to go there. Kidding! Kidding! We have to be fucking children. <laughs> no, no, never. never. Let's, let's, let's see how that fits. Uh, this is, um, as I said, I have no idea what happened between the beginning of this story and this issue, but I can pretty much. And again, this is this one of the reasons why I feel it it it, it had a Marvel feel to it is that I was able to find out. What happened by reading this story? I wasn't I wasn't completely clueless. I wasn't in the dark. As I'm reading it, I find out what you know why Ray Palmer is doing what he's doing. That he hasn't talked to his father in years. That 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 his uncle is uh, is is part of the colony, which the colony is a group that is after the White Dwarf matter from the meteor. That 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 gives Ray Palmer his, his abilities to be Adam and, and, and the colony and, and the little logo is a spider is, is an ant, okay, a colony. And, uh, 
and so they all want to shrink. And and they actually they infect Hawkman. No. And, yeah, and because because the uh, because they don't have the skills, they don't have the white dwarf matter to um, to keep them stable. When oh, you got to be kidding me, Bye. David! And, you you, yes. you wait 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 back up because you got you got squashed. Oh yeah yeah, cut out for a second. Go ahead. Oh. They Where didn't have the they didn't have the white uh, dwarf. They matter. didn't have the white dwarf matter to so they couldn't keep themselves stable. They so they after they shrink, they're unstable. They can explode. They're basically like suicide bombers. So there's like half a dozen of them in Carter Hall's body, Ooh. and they are making their way through his bloodstream and trying to get to his heart because you know there's not much that can really hurt Hawkman, but once you're in him, you're uh, you're really going to. Um, it's not going to be a good day for the guy. I heard that. And there's shades of um, <laughs> shades of the Neil Adams drawn Avengers, where oh. Ant Man has to journey into the center of the Vision, and uh, and rescue him way back from Avengers ninety something. Uh, there, there, there's a cute little line where um, Ray. Calls himself the uh, he he is the science hero, and I thought that that was kind of neat because that reminded me of Marvel's Scientist Supreme, who also happens to be able to shrink down. <laughs> and it never it never really dawned on me. I, I know that you know there are we can make comparisons between the two big publishers superheroes and 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 uh, and their characters, and I mean. Squadron Supreme aside, there are, I mean, you you can read JLA Avengers and see who kind of pairs up and 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 who fits in what mold. But it it was weird that I know Hank Pym can shrink. Obviously, Ray Palmer can shrink, and it never it never really clicked until this issue that they are both scientists. They are both one of the they are in, in their oh they're they're mirror images of that each they other, are. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Hank is one of the seven smartest men in 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 the minds in in the Marvel universe. Ray, of course, is obviously going to be one of the premier brains at the DC universe. It just it never. I see Adam, and I don't. I never think of Ant Man when I see Ray Palmer because it, it, it's just a different type of hero. And 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 it's just hearing him or reading, and and he says, you know, he's the science superhero, so he should be able to handle this. It just that's when. It, Really, kind of jumped out at me and hit me, but the art is uh, is really strong. There are a couple different, I said, a couple different artists in the um, in the book, but it's still it's it ends on on a high note. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't uh, I didn't think like I said I didn't think I missed anything. Would I like to read the complete story with all the chapters? Yeah, I, I, I think I would. Uh, but now, I really does that have anything to do with the Gail Simone, Mike Norton series? See, that, I, oh, was just, I was just I was just going to say. I, Ryan Troy's not even mentioned. I'm really still, yeah. well. They killed him, right? I mean, so in, this in is what? Just in one of the last issues of his Adam book, I think. No, it was. Um, oh, was it was it during the search for Ray Palmer? It was after that. It was in some like. Oh, was it? It was in Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was in Titans. Teen Titans. That's right. Yeah. They didn't even oh, get what a post- bitch slap to die oh. in the pages of Teen Titans. <laughs> it was. It was so senseless, and I'm yeah. just like, you know what? I really liked the Ryan Choi character, yeah. and yeah. you know what? 
have Ray come back and just have Ryan step aside for now. We never can... have multiple characters, multiple yeah, well, versions of the same hero at DC. You can always just put him on the shelf and, and you know what, in a few years, you can dust him off and bring him back yeah. and you can add him again. He was he was an interesting character and that the all new Adam series is one that, you know, damn it. It just pisses me off that, that it wasn't able to stay around because there were some, there were some awesome big concept ideas in that, in that series. And it was fun. It was fun. And it was it was well drawn by everyone that worked on it. John freaking Byrne. Yeah, John Byrne. Those, those those Byrne issues are gorgeous. I think Nelson inked them, didn't he? He inked them on Action or oh, Demon. Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't think he. Uh, I don't know if he inked them on, on that Adam. one. That one double page spread with the Justice League that Byrne drew. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, in, and, in the pages of Adam, I'm talking. That yeah, just, and, yeah. And, and and Mike did a great job on it. Oh yeah. That was course. a really good series yeah. that, you know, it's the Atom, so it's never going to be a huge seller, but they they fucked over that character so bad in, in the end. And, I don't know, it just, it, it's, it, it's upsetting, because I, I really enjoyed that book. And Wasn't I, that series a product of the, the one, not one more day? Jesus, listen to me. Count um, Yeah, no, was it Count Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, no, but the right, the... The Ryan Troy book? One year later. Wasn't yes. the, yeah, right. Well yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, and it was it was Gail Simone who who wrote it, but um a lot of it was um based on ideas that I, I believe Grant Morrison had come right. up with. Like that first that whole first arc was all like Morrison ideas that, that Simone uh um finished the plotting and the scripting on if i remember correctly but you know it had some it had some fucking wacky awesome ideas like a you know a miniature cthulhu god i'm down with it it was awesome it was yeah. so it was so fun and you know, head head was such a uh, an interesting fun character it's yeah it was I, I i missed that series that that's just good fun comics and you don't see enough of those come out of marvel and dc i mean marvel and dc do do great stuff and and it's you know we we all have our favorite iconic characters but you see something with big ideas that is just fun comics come around and and you want people to it's like you know hey over here guardians of the galaxy hello it's good read it um and i was just gonna say that dna yeah yeah big big ideas fun comics well written abnett and lanning definitely that doesn't doesn't have you know canadian claws and um (laughs) you know whatever you know fucking bullshit that 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 most people want to you know, can can we not act like children? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, anyway, I, I think we're like, bringing as much as anybody else, but fucking diversify. You know, that's you true. Fucking, I, I will I will add that uh, Mockman draws a bitchin' Hawkman. I was at, I was going to ask you when you described that Hawkman situation. I was going to ask you if that was drawn by Mahmoud. and I was like, there, there most of it. I want to say is uh, there's a there's one double page spread where Hawkman comes crashing into a hospital room. It looks fantastic. The one that really impresses me is uh, a second double page spread where you see him 
on the uh, on the hospital bed, kind of convulsing because Adam is chasing down the uh, the colony army members to uh, get him out of his his bloodstream. And it's yeah, it it looks really good. And then I, as as that part of the story progresses, I believe uh, one of the other artists, our teams come into play but um does raquel welch appear in the issue at all (laughs) i don't think so oh well it's probably still good (laughs) (laughs) probably but i enjoyed it while chris was saying about diversify i have to make a comment about what i'm perceiving from marvel's recent output i love spider-man more as much as the next guy lay off already of the, with the Spider-Man. I see him on the front. He's he's what isn't there a Fantastic 4 issue with Spider-Man on the front now? Fantastic 4 on the front of Amazing. Like what is the cross-pollination deal going on here? Well, they they seem to want to put you know the same characters the, are, are don't driving worry, don't don't worry, you're going to see plenty of Captain America and Thor this year. So Well, true, true. There's a new book, uh Captain America and Bucky. Is that going to hey, be a period uh, title, like set? I in... fucking hope so, man. Yeah, Jesus, be... God, it's the fuck is it, that? It's it, Sal and I have been talking about uh, a 1940s era Captain America book with the with the invaders forever, and I think we, if there's ever the time, this is it. This is it. I I want a I want a 1940s era Captain America book. That would be really nice. Speaking yeah. of uh, speaking uh, of Chris Evans, with Chris Somni penciling it, can, can we get uh, Chris Somni on that book? That would be cool. You know, I you know I I love the stuff that Lark and Epstein and and Mike Perkins did um, in the in the in the Cap ongoing. That was the the kind of throwback stories. So you know that yeah. would be that would be cool. Somni would make it feel like the old Frank Springer issues of the Invaders. Though I kind of like that idea, Vince. Frank yeah. Robbins. Get Frank yeah, Robbins. Robbins oh, too. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Any, anything, anything that Chris does is going to be awesome. So. <laughs> True. Um, finally, I don't know. It, the disc was scratched, which is one of the problems you'll have when uh, when you rent from, from Netflix. So I never was able to finish watching The Losers. And... Uh, Oh, the movie? And of course, yeah, and of course, right at the scene where um, where Wade is is on the motorcycle heading towards the airplane that um, that that Clay is trying to um, stop from taking off, and then the movie's got like maybe fifteen more minutes left, and that's when the, this decides to be playable. So um, <laughs> Best Buy had it at a major discount. Um, I picked it up, watched it, and I know that uh, I rem- I know one scene for from the Captain America commercial that we all seem to enjoy is when he goes is when Steve Rogers goes into the pilot's ninety eight pound weakling and he comes out all like jacked and ripped and and there's a scene in the Losers where Jensen is in the elevator changing and 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 singing <laughs> um, singing Journey right um, and and. Uh, and he, he he's wearing his T-shirt, and dude's arms are fucking massive. They look abnormal on his body just because they're so damn big. He he is. I have. Did no Liefeld problem. direct that scene? No, dude. <laughs> I see it. They are they are massive. They're bigger than his head. And and and, and but I mean, it, 
they're his. I mean, it's it's legit. But it's um, I can I can see him after seeing him. Obviously, the characters are different. Jensen's the the, the tech head, and and mm-hmm. Captain America, Steve Rogers, really isn't. But um, as but far Chris, as Chris Evans, better be a big fucking comic book fan. He's absolutely. I mean, the boy has been paid by the comic book properties. Yeah, he's the new Ryan Reynolds. It's 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 just um, <laughs> he really he he physically, I feel, can play the part of, of Captain America, no problem. He's gonna do. He's gonna do fine. I think he'll do fine. I do too. I Although think it looks okay. I I, I, I I don't have a tendency to go see superhero movies, but uh, and I probably won't see the crop that's coming up. But you know, I can the, go the, see Thor. no. Well, the, 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 there was a commercial where for for Thor and uh, I'm sorry, Vincent, and it was one of the the only ones Renee's actually seen, and they show him talking to. Jane, that Natalie, poor. They show him in the truck, and he's talking to her, and uh, and and she just sees Chris Hemsworth, and, and and she's watching him, and she's like Brad Pitt. Much it was just like like ten years ago, oh. she could definitely see a younger Brad Pitt in in that role. He just he she feels that he's he's cut from from that, or at least the way the character, lo- the way Thor looks in this movie, is like kind of a Legends of the Fall style. Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. No, the Thor doesn't look bad. It's just not something I would rush out to see. But I, I will say, Thor. I, I don't care. Uh, of all the comic book films oh, coming Kirby. coming up, uh, not even close. Of all the comic book what? films coming up, I I will say I think Captain America looks like one that, if I have nothing else to do, maybe I'll go see it. I don't know. The trailer looks pretty cool. And and yeah. on the opposite end of the scale, you probably couldn't drag me to see Green Lantern. The you know the last the last uh, the last preview apparently looked pretty cool. You know I yeah. I'll go see it. It's yeah. oh remember sorry, when you I just uh, you're gonna use Hector Hammond as, as as like one of your big bads for your first Hector's movie. pretty cool though. I mean the way I've not Ivan in a Rice, comic book? Uh, the way Van Skyver drew him in in Green Lantern was pretty damn cool. Loved it. Loved yeah, it. yeah, but no, uh, Chris, you I'm busted. Not, I, uh, what? Go ahead. You busted my balls about uh, Tron. So yeah. I said, yeah, we were at the Red Box the other day, and I said, ah, what the hell? Oh, so you rented the original Tron? No, no. I rented Tron Legacy. I know. I lasted about forty-five minutes. What a steaming pile of shit that even movie! Halfway through? It, no, I don't know. I don't. I I didn't even check the runtime, but it is. Horrible! It's, it's the original. ridiculous yeah, but, film. But I, Olivia Wilde. I didn't. You know what? Is she the dark-haired chick? Yeah. I didn't even get to her. Oh. Yeah, I bailed. It, it was shit. It was terrible. The 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 uh, CGI. Um, what the frig is his name? Bridges. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. It's it's creepy. It just was unpleasant to watch. And about. and the, the this kid gets shunted into the digital realm. It's just like yeah, okay, here I am. Like no surprise, no no, just like stranger in a strange what, what, land what, vibe. Watch the, I I still think that you would have an appreciation for the original. I probably yeah. would, and I will see it someday. But no legacy. Ugh, God, Jesus. you can probably you can probably Netflix stream it. It, it was a dollar fifty to rent Blu-ray, and I think it was way overpriced. It was terrible. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about something that's not overpriced. Okay, and let's talk about something that that's really good. Yeah, the boy isn't here. Right, and speaking of the boy, I will I will give you a bit of advice, and it's something I've learned from experience. When Jason 
gushes about a title, chances are, re- well, at least from my experiences, ch- chances are really good that I'm going to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. He's been harping something fierce about American Vampire. That's awesome. And I jumped on with issue 13. I have issue 13 here and issue 14. Mm-hmm. What the hell is wrong with me? Why did I not realize it? from the get-go that this is a really special series dude it's scott snyder who is one of the the not just up and coming he's one of the the new fresh voices in comics and it's fucking raphael albuquerque art what that's the the fuck is wrong with you i know there there's a, a a a get up to speed um introduction in issue 13 mm-hmm. uh it's the first part of this ghost war storyline which takes is a world war ii uh tale there is a two-page get up to speed piece in the beginning and from page one i was hooked there's a uh, a photograph a number of photographs but there's a photograph laying in blood and albuquerque the faces on these vampires are so like especially the dude in the chair with the cat on his lap and they're the, awesome. The, it's fucking the scary menace, shit. the menace on this guy's face, mm-hmm. and I don't like I I don't follow Albuquerque whether he has a web page or on Twitter or anything, so I'm not aware of the process. But he makes it look effortless, and it just seems to be it's so immediate and the lines are my god his line work is beautiful and it just seems like he just throws it down but i'm sure there's there's a lot of pre-planning involved in this because you just don't the the, happy accidents don't occur on every page like this this guy's artwork is phenomenal what the hell Albuquerque, albuquerque has this this wonderfully God, I'm I'm trying to describe it, you know. Uh, and it, it, he has this this wonderfully organic style that is just I don't know, Vince. You're much better at describing artistic styles than, than um, me. It's he, it, it's, it, it, it's it, obviously there, brushy. It's yeah, very... I mean, there, there's a cartoonist aspect to it, but hmm. it's. Uh, I think yeah. it's, it's it's grounded in realism. I mean, the guy definitely knows his anatomy, and his he knows what facial muscles move when a character speaks, and when they frown, and when they laugh. He knows where these muscles are on the face whenever emotions are displayed. But he works the panels, he works the page. He, like I always talk, he he uh, um, macro to to uh, you know. He works from the ground up on every page, every panel. It's disgusting, this guy's talent. And like I said, if you look at the brush strokes, it looks very done very quickly, but I don't think so. I mean, I'm thinking he's pre-planning yeah. the hell out of this. He has I, a, I, I, a I wonderful own, line. I own one Albuquerque page, and it's one of my From American pages. Vampire? No, from um, uh, Superman Batman, uh, from the uh, the Little Leaguers um story and it's it's one of my absolute favorite pages i'll 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 post it but uh do that yeah it, it, the guy he he does change styles quite a bit but mm. you know he has he has a very um a very loose expressive style um uh, for some things I, I wanted to say micro to macro but i couldn't think of the word when i was speaking i'm sorry go ahead 
he has a very loose, expressive style in a lot of things. But but American Vampire, you're very yeah, you're right. It's a period piece, and and it's and it's it's very much um, you know. Uh, it captures that time and it's it's based in you know very very you know real real forms yeah. as opposed to some of his other stuff he's he's disgusting one of, he's one of my top five favorite artists right now yeah they, and i get a, so, a very hellfire club vibe from the vampires but that's i mean that's yeah. only from one oh, absolutely one, one yeah. illustration but this skinner sweet character like I, i'm climbing the learning curve for this book i i haven't read the previous 12 issues i'm starting on but issue start, 13 start at the beginning go go I, back and the other ones so oh, I, well, yeah i was gonna get I, the first hardcover is out and i think that's one to six so mm-hmm. there's still there's still a gap that I'd have to deal with, so that's why I just wanted to go in, just just go in blind. When they, when they publish the second hardcover, I'll I'll scoop up the first two. Um, like so, I'm climbing the learning curve. I don't really know who all these characters are, but this this um, ghost war story seems to be about the husband named Harry Henry Preston of a woman named Pearl Jones, who I'm. I guess is a vampire like Skinner Sweet, so she gets her powers from the sun. Kind of like it's it's in the same she, vein she, she, as Blade. A, yeah, she kind she's, of. Yeah, exactly. She she's a new age vampire. There there are yeah there are. Two but different... she's an American vampire, so it's it's yeah. it's it's a it's a culture like a, it's a uh, a cultural based thing. Why these American vampires can come out in the sun? I'm sure there's some subtext here, but I haven't. I have to let them let the issues sink in so far. Man, did I love what I I read and That's it's just, it's because of Jason. I mean, he's been going on and on about American Vampire and I was really reluctant to try it because it's vampires sick of them with this whole twilight uh, all this bullshit, but this is so far removed from that stuff. This is played, this is raw. It's dirty. It's it's uh it's gritty and I like it a lot and I'm going to keep getting it and I love the cover the treatments on the cover they have a theme going because it's a it's a self it's not a self-contained story but it's a it's an arc like I said called Ghost War and the covers are red and and they got this bluish green tealy kind of color going on really striking covers I'm in I'm in It's awesome Yeah it is yes. really good Scott Go back, read, does, read 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 the first 12 I'm going to there's some Eventually. Stephen King stuff in there. I know, and that that's kind of what you know. That was the hook that, that really propelled me to read it because I I love King. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I love his stuff. Cool. Dark Tower is one of the most fantastic stories I've I think I've ever read. Oh yeah, the the whole Dark Tower series. The Gunslinger yeah. stuff is just great. Oh, I, I would love to see that as like a, a series of animated movies at some point. Well, I think you're so, going to get your wish. I think they're doing live a live action movie. They're doing a live action movie, but I think they're also it's doing an animated compliment. A, no, it's it a um a television season, a series. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I really? guess, to, I guess to, to flesh it out or, or to <laughs> Let's do it. So I gave I gave Wood a, a compliment. Now let's piss him off. While on the subject of television, <laughs> yep. This past this past Saturday was the premiere of the uh, what is it the sixth season uh, of Doctor Who. God damn, was that a great episode? It was awesome. Okay, oh. are you ready, David? Will Doctor Who talk? <laughs> I guess because I actually the other night we uh, we came home when I was in the mood for um, to watch a BBC show that we had on DVD, so we were watching Sherlock. So by all means, 
And, and you know what? I didn't mention it. I didn't mention it last last week, did I? No. It's uh it's been a really tough year for uh, for Doctor Who fans of of our generation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was yeah. you know yeah. Uh, yeah yeah moment of silence for uh, for Elizabeth Sladen or uh, yeah. um, um, uh, Sarah from from Doctor Who from the the late seventies early eighties. A huge crush on her. That was my first TV crush, dude. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. And you know it now. Sarah, Sarah it, Jane, absolutely. It was in hindsight, it was really nice that they did that. They managed to get. What was it? At least a season of that Sarah Jane Adventures out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that I'm glad that they did that now because you know tribute where it's deserved, and she was a, an essential part of the Doctor Who mythos or mythos, yeah, mythos, mythos, for, yeah, for, yeah, mythos. Or, anyway, I can't speak, but yeah, I, I love her. She's, for, she's so good. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're talking uh, from the from the late seventies, and she was in the David Tennant. Uh, Doctor Who. So right, it's right. Uh, and we uh, lost uh, Anthony Dan. Uh, no, Anthony Daniels. Jesus, Brigadier, Brigadier yeah. Lethbridge Stewart. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah. It hasn't hasn't been a good year for so, so it's, it's mortality of the Doctor Who characters. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, we're talking about you know characters that that were you know in the series now thirty thirty five years in right. uh, God the brigadier you know 40 years um because right. he he goes back to uh to the the troughton era right. so um yeah so yeah so you know a couple you know a couple uh you know losses from the doctor who family so that including with this past episode the doctor himself has been killed uh the matt smith incarnation of the doctor has has been killed great episode and um uh, for folks that uh, that are familiar with uh, Doctor Who, uh, which I kind of call, you know, version 2.0, which kind of starts with the Eccleston, because right. th- there was there was a big gap in between the uh, the continuous running, which, which ended with, um, um, oh gosh, um, Ooh, what the hell was his name? Stu- Stuart, uh, Smalley. <laughs> yeah, I'm good enough. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know the last Doctor. I kind of petered out after Colin Baker. <laughs> no, Peter uh, the dude, the, the dude. Yes, Peter Davidson. I kind of petered out after Davidson. Yeah. yeah, Peter Davidson was my favorite Doctor for a long time. That's uh, even though I grew wow. up on the, on the Tom Baker. Uh, so you know, Tom Pertwee's. Baker. Is, Pertwee's the best. Per, Pertwee's your guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Pertwee's the best. Only because, like the Fantastic Four, Pertwee was the dude that introduced me to Doctor Who. He was the Doctor when I the, my first episode was a Pertwee episode. So I, I love him because he introduced me to this whole, this beautiful, wonderful series that I, I you know, totally uh, out of the blue. You were a Joe fan. Shut I up. Thought, I, I thought you yeah. were like the Fantastic Four. He should have been the flagship. Yeah, Pertwee's the flagship doctor. No, but so, I mean, doctor, uh, the doctor is killed in this episode by a... Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Well, no, I mean, even in the trailer. What I'm saying is for anyone who has not seen the season premiere of Doctor Who, spoilers. Yeah, he's killed by a... A, a a little girl in a space suit. A a United States... No, 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 you don't know that. 
Well, I'm assuming. You wait, so wait a minute. Who no. do you think the little girl is? No, you're way God, you're way ahead of yourself. I know who it is. Well, I'm 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 assuming who it is. There's one of either. It's either one of two things. The girl in the spacesuit is either River. Hence the whole it's what a, she did. It's a boy. First but, of all, it's a girl, it's a, isn't it? It's not. It's a boy. I thought it was. I thought it was a little girl. Oh, it's a boy. Are you sure? Wait, no, you're right. It it is a girl. Because okay, see yeah, that would make my yeah. that would make my assumptions like stupid. No, no, which it, it's, it's, tend it's to river. happen. It's River. No, it either could be River or they made a huge deal about Amy's pregnancy thing. It could be Amy's child. Wouldn't that be cool if her baby? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's 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 a very interesting story that that will get revealed, and it's it's going to be right. a two parter at least. But but the the villains in this, the the enemy race, oh. uh, and where I was going earlier, for those that have been watching Doctor Who for the last what, five six years, um, are familiar with the angels. Right. Right. Exactly. The, these are the best villains since the angels and it kind of works on the same principle in inverse though it, yeah in inverse yeah. you know the angels would only would only be able to move whenever you didn't see them right. where these these aliens as soon as you turn away from them you forget that they were there yeah they're they're Which is awesome stripped from your memory yeah. and uh amy pond who is freaking gorgeous? You manages. Oh, I do, man. That's that's like chocolate. I would not stop eating that. Um, <laughs> Amy Amy manages to take a uh, cell phone picture of one of the aliens, and the, the minute she turns away, she forgets she even took the picture. So obviously, the picture is going to play into sure. the storyline next episode. But so you have these extremely vicious aliens like the the one the one alien encounters amy and a woman in the woman's bat in the girl's room and he just totally obliterates this lady just destroys her and what does he say she goes why did you do that and he goes joy and he's just like they're freaky <laughs> and you have to see them if you don't watch doctor who you really i mean this is a comic podcast so we should only Spend a little bit of time on Doctor Who, and if you, you no, know, if you're a Doctor no, Who fuck, fan, no, fuck that. Doctor, you should really Doctor, try IDW's Doctor, comics because I heard they're pretty decent. Well, okay, and I'm going to come back to that in a second. But Doctor Who is what got me into comics. Oh, really? So, yeah, oh, yeah. Really? And we've talked about it. it was, said, yeah. Oh, really? You know, he's saying for the new listeners. Correct? I am. That's what I'm doing. Doctor Who is what got me into comics because because of the the Marvel reprints of the UK series, and that's you know fucking Dave Gibbons art and it Brian was, Boland. It was awesome stuff. Which speaking of in uh um in what Brian Boland. Oh yeah, boy. Did, did so, so good. Who. Alan Moore was doing like Doctor Who weekly stuff. Um, yeah. but did you see who is drawing uh, Doctor Who number? Five in the IDW series. I didn't, and I'm not even going to guess. Guess. <laughs> John Byrne. No. And a polar bear. It's John Byrne should draw the Lost comic, shouldn't he? No. Because he could draw that polar bear like a mother. Vince, it's what? your guy. Like Richard Corbin. No. Paul Pope. No. Um, your other guy. 
<laughs> my other guy. <laughs> Who? Mark Buckingham. Oh, you got to be shitting me. No. Uh, I'll suck a duck. I'm yeah. going to have to buy a Doctor Who comic. Yeah, so Mark Buckingham has, has drawn some uh, Doctor Who for IDW. How the hell fast is Mark Buckingham then? Because he's drawn the shit out of fables, and I can't imagine a, a, a human being having any time in their schedule to do anything other than fables from the amount of work it, it appears probably, he puts into it. You could probably add it to your order now. I think I may. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, fig- I figured you'd be all over that. But, uh, yeah, and, and Matt Smith, uh, as uh, uh, as the doctor, whenever I first saw him, I was like, what? But God what? damn, is he good. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is, I think uh, he, 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 he had blasphemy. I think he's better than Tennant. You know, and Tennant was great. I love I yeah. Eccleston. Very, very, very few of the doctors do I dislike. And... They they all have their own take on it, but Matt's. I wasn't a big fan of William Hartnell, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, but well, you're going back forty fucking years for that. <laughs> I know. Um, oh, you know, th- there was the first one. All right. Um, yeah, it's you know you, you love them all for for their different uh, additions to you know to the whole story, but but Matt Smith has this this boyish charm. But still has kind of this old soul, and and the yeah. thing about Doctor Who, and and I can hear Jason just rolling his <laughs> eyes right now. But what I love about that series, and and it, it kind of rings true for me after this week of um, of seeing such ignorance just around the uh, world. Uh, Stop. And, uh, and this fucking birther bullshit. Can be, but what what Doctor Who has always had is this amazing hopefulness and belief in humanity. Yeah, it, much, it is much always, like Star Trek. Yeah, it, it's always yeah. this this the undercurrent of Doctor Who is that you know what at their base people are good and humanity has its faults but at the end of the day people want to be good and it's a pipe dream but it's a good pipe dream you know and it, it's a hopeful pipe dream that and and you you create that stuff by being hopeful by being the leader by by trying to get people to to try and be good, and Doctor Who has always tried to do that, and so have comic books. It's something that you know we always root for the heroic in in us, and you know, unfortunately, reality doesn't always reflect that. But yeah, that, yeah. that that's what I've always loved about about comics and about Doctor Who is that it focuses on the best of us and. That, you know, See, if I was the doctor, doctor, and I had a a Piper Piper, or a a Karen Karen killing the TARDIS TARDIS, and and you you, 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 do me a favor, Vince. Um, Right now, while you're like this, can can you say exterminate for me? Am I all shitty? Exterminate. Nice. It's like, and this is not as bad as 
this episode of uh, 11 O'Clock Comics is co-hosted by Davros. <laughs> so, David. Yeah. Doctor Who. I have, have you seen... ever watched the show? Not in a very, very, very long time. we got to get you on board with the new ones. Yeah. So good. So good. It's it, honestly, you you need to start with the Eccleston stuff and okay. and move your way forward. I, I did see actually that's not true. No, I did when um, years ago when when Sci-Fi was re-airing the the Eccleston stuff. There there was a uh, there was an episode or two. I think I watched, but it wasn't with any sort of set schedule. So I I and I liked what I saw. It sure as hell looked a lot different than uh, what I saw back in the eighties. So. <laughs> And that's okay. You know, I I like the I like the nineteen seventies and and eighties Doctor Who stuff. It yeah, the, were the effects terrible? Absolutely. Were the ideas big? Way way big. You know, it was, yeah. You know, I, I, when Douglas Adams is is writing stories for you, you're you're okay. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, and on more TV, and then we'll get back to the comics. You had mentioned um, uh, Game of Thrones yeah. earlier. Actually, I guess I mentioned it, and you said you had heard it was pretty good. It's awesome. It is. It is good TV, and it's not fantasy stuff. It is. It is awesome historical fiction. Wow, I f- it's so good. Am I so good? good? Am I good? Yeah, you're fine. I feel for the dude that uh, what's his name? The guy that played uh, Boromir. Was it Sean no? Bean. Fair, Bean. Is it Faramir or Boromir? Whatever uh, the, the the king's son. Yeah, he that, that, that dude. No, he did. Sean Bean. That dude is going to get typecast, no, man. He didn't. He didn't make it out of the first movie. Well, he was in the second one. Did they? They didn't. They as a flashback, maybe. Yeah, no. but he's still in it. No. And I didn't. They they tried to burn him in the brother. third. No, that was. Uh, like, who who cares if he gets type, typecast? He's got a job, man. I he's, do. He's awesome, isn't he? He is. Yeah, I, I really like the way he's. He's got nice, good chops. Good chops, acting. Yeah. chops. he's very. good. I even liked him in Patriot Games. Never saw it. I I, I liked him in uh, the first Pierce Brosnan Bond movie. He was 006. Yes, 006. Yes, Never he was. saw that either. Uh, he's looking a little. He's looking a little long in the tooth, though. He is. Yeah, he's uh, getting older. Yeah. 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 Uh, I liked him in. Uh, is it uh, National Treasure? Thank you, Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. I've always yeah, liked, I've always liked yeah. Sean Bean. Yeah. Cool. So what do we got? Let's do more comics. Yeah. Can I talk a little bit about... Um, you're, you're asking permission? Well... Uh, you don't need permission. Uh, you're Chris Neesman. <laughs> uh, this is a little cross-pollination plug. Uh, check out uh, this coming week's... Uh, don't miss podcast. Uh, I had a chance to talk with Fred Van Lenny about the Taskmaster Love em. miniseries, which is being collected in trade. In uh, everybody knows that we love the Van Lenny here. Uh, also, if you're uh, if you're uh, heading down to uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, you can uh, you can uh, uh, meet uh, Fred Van Lenny at CGS Super Show this weekend. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's heading down there. Oh, Tom Cioli yeah. too. Sioli and Norton and uh, Tony Moore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's craziness. It's, uh, yeah, so it'll be uh, it'll be good. A uh, good time in uh, in what is that? Uh, Southeast Pennsylvania. Um, 
or is it just no east? it's it's still it's still i guess it's still considered northeast or, or oh it's northeast i okay. think yeah i mean i i, I suck Sur- with directions Sur- and maps and stuff um but yeah i always you know i'm a big uh ufo buff and i love whenever they'll get a guy on 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 camera and he's like yeah it came out of the southwest and traveled on uh i would never be able to tell you where north is in in, in my area you say point <laughs> north i have no idea yeah i don't know you know and it was about 300 feet up what how do you measure 300 feet up with your eye i can't do that you know what i mean nice. yeah so i'm a mendicant yeah. well well anyway uh the taskmaster uh, trade paperback comes out this this coming uh, Wednesday, and it was one of my favorite miniseries of last year. It was so good. Did did you guys read it? No, but I know Jason enjoyed it. I didn't it, read it yet. No, you haven't read it yet. Well, maybe. Okay, I'll tell you what. Uh, there's a little challenge because I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for uh, for people that haven't listened to the Don't Miss or haven't haven't <laughs> read the trade. Let's um, let's come back next week and talk about it because it was it was really smart and incredibly well drawn by uh, uh, Hefty Paolo. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it it was a beautiful book. It was very smart, very very funny, and uh, and and just damn good comics. So uh, so check out uh, the Taskmaster miniseries uh, or the or the trade coming out this week, and uh, we'll come back and maybe talk about it next week. I would very be glad. Smart. I would be glad to do that. It's yeah. you. You'll uh, there's a village of Bolivian Hitlers. <laughs> Definitely sounds like Mr. Van Lee at that and home. and an alien biker gang. Cool. Yeah, and that's just the beginning. They do exist, you know. Alien biker gangs. Well, aliens in general. Yes, they're out, they're out there. And I wish they'd get their friggin' act together and head over to Fukushima and suck up that radiation, because <laughs> because while while all you numbnuts out there are talking about the birth certificate, we are getting pelted. By not good stuff. Mm-hmm. Get that shit cleaned up already. You know, I, I'm you, you, I'm a huge fan of the Japanese. You know this. I don't even have to tell you. But man, are they dragging their ass on this cleanup or what? I don't know. Yeah. Don't affect me. It will. Uh-uh. I'm American. <laughs> yeah. We got a clear dome over the country. Ain't that radiation coming over here. I'm in the fucking middle. Dude, it needs to be stopped now. Ain't nothing getting to the middle. We have a country full of Bruce Banners running around. That's fine. That's that's not. Take care of them. Take care of them, nutty Californians. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you. All right, more comics. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, David. What the hell? This is less with David. Uh, All right. So on the Marvel side of things. Yay! I uh, I read issues three and Quattro of Heroes for Hire. Ooh, who's writing that? Well, funny you should ask. It is funny. <laughs> because it's your boys. More of my boys. Aww. Abnett and Lanning. Did he go away again? Did you hit the mute button, David? No, what the hell happened? You just you went away again. This is craziness. Keep talking. Okay, I just heard a bunch of static. There he is. What happened? You're good. Keep talking. 
Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> did you hear me say who was writing it? I think you said Abnett and Lanning. Yes, I did. Right, because they're my boys. That's right. Uh, and if you like Paladin, oh, you should be reading Heroes Fire. Paladin from Amazing Spider-Man Paladin? Purple Dude, Guns? Purple Dude, Guns, yeah. Really? Yeah. Silver yeah. Sable far behind? Silver Sable was in the second issue, I believe. <laughs> nice. Being rescued by Ghost Rider. It's the asset what was it, the assassination game all over again. Wasn't that the the arc with Silver Sable Paladin and uh, wasn't it the assassination game? In Amazing Spider Man? Back See, in the day? I, I, re I remember Round Robin, Sidekicks Revenge. Okay. I don't I don't remember. But, oh oh yeah, 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 because McFarland drew Paladin on the cover. Right, and right, it was right, awesome right, right. because the yeah. man can do no friggin' wrong. He's yeah. Todd McFarlane. Stop, yeah. stop. I'm not saying anything. Do it, okay, with you. <laughs> Read Haunt. I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> Read Haunt while you still can. Yeah, really. Pick uh, up that Haunt shit before Capullo starts making real bank over at DC. Uh, the um, the 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 comic is uh, written by Abnett Lanning, Brad Walker was your penciler for the first three issues. Uh, Andrew Hennessy was the inker. The fourth issue kind of bummed because uh, while your writers are still the same two dudes, uh, we, have a, um, we have a bit of a fill-in issue. Robert Atkins, who we love. Oh, yeah. Damn and right. Fourth issue, two anchors, uh, Rebecca Buckman and... Uh, Sandu Floria, who was inking Tony Daniel on uh, R.I.P. Tony Daniel, um, yep. I wasn't real. I, I enjoyed. I I don't think the anchors worked well with Mr. Atkins in, in on the fourth issue. Uh, things didn't look up to that GI Joe quality, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, pretty good, Danny Rano. I do like his his Iron Fist, uh, but it's. It's a it's a freaky book right now because the the idea is that Misty Knight is she's known as Control and she calls up the heroes and asks if they're for hire and she sends them on these missions uh, but things aren't quite what they seem Ooh. and uh, and someone we find out actually at the end of the first issue which kind of which as playing armchair editor, I, I kind of wish they maybe dragged that out a bit, as because uh, the big bad that was revealed at the end of the first issue isn't—it's like really who is who's really? the big bad? Spill it. Well, as if if Misty is contacting the heroes and kind of moving things around and and uh, and maybe Silvermane, where to go? No. Um, if if she's pulling strings. Somebody is pulling Misty strings. Hmm. I wouldn't mind pulling Misty strings. No, you wouldn't. Right. Uh, but if you if you take that term, Shang Chi. No. <laughs> Someone you, you you seriously? I'll tell you. You'll be like, really? Tell me. Puppet Master. Oh, really? <laughs> Thank you. So. Um, <laughs> So can Alicia be far behind? Oh, God, so I hope very far. Uh, I um busting on Alicia. It was <laughs> he started it. The girl's been through a lot. Oh yeah, she can see none of it though. The uh, the 
the hero, Paladin is the only one who really knows something isn't kosher, and um, and so he's trying to get to the bottom of things, and and I'm I'm really anxious to to get to the fifth issue because of of uh, the the, fifth, the fourth issue is pretty much Paladin in action. It, the first three issues were, or the first two issues, you see Misty putting the heroes in play, like Electra, like unfortunately Moon Knight, like. Uh, like, like Ghost Rider, and, and and you see everybody um, doing their thing. The third issue, we kind of see, um, we we get a bit of uh, of of Paladin doing his thing, and knowing that something isn't quite adding up. And uh, he's toned down his act over the years, hasn't he? He's not like the vigil, the killer that he used to be. No, he's, no, he's. Um, he, he seems to have mellowed out. He's he's looking after Misty in in this book. He he he's he shows up at her control room, and uh, he's like, you know, when was the last time you were outside? Because she's supposed to be taking it easy. She's not supposed to be playing hero because she um she had a phantom birth, and so she, <laughs> what? Well, thanks to thanks to <laughs> Danny's mystical Kayun Loon energies, they thought she was pregnant. And it turns out she really wasn't. Oh uh, my God. So, um, so, so she's she's trying to cope, deal with the the trauma of of basically it was it was like it was a miscarriage. Oh, good God! Yeah, uh, I so, can't even joke about that. <laughs> but <you have laughs> there's that. no there's no humor in miscarriages. So, um, so while all this is going on, uh. She's supposed. To, she promised Danny she would take it easy. You know, no, no, no heroics. I'm not going to go bust heads or anything like that. So she's, she's basically, but she can't stay still. So she's, or she can't not help out. So she, that's where the heroes for hire come. Maybe it was a plant. Oh, there you go. There you go. Look Could become you. eventually become the White Lantern. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, so uh, I just let it go, Vince. Let it go. So, so, um, so the third issue, like I said, Paladin knows that something isn't isn't quite right. He uh, he's talking to Misty and 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 through their their earwigs, their 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 comm system, and he's asking her, you know, if she's been out much, and she goes, oh, I've been locked in in this room for you know night and day, and I'm doing all this, and you know I haven't seen outside in a while. But he's actually in the room that she's saying she's in because she's she's tied up basically linked to a uh, she, she's got IVs in her and everything because Puppet Master is oh. pretty much drugging her so she thinks that you know she's in the control room and, and, and there's like dust all over the place and it's dirty and, and Paladin obviously sees nobody's been in there for weeks he knows something's not right so he's going to look for Misty's friends to have them help and 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 uh drag her out of this so the third issue is paladin pretty much looking for everybody and the fourth issue is is basically we see what misty's going through and so so this this to me uh obviously i haven't read it but this to me sounds like a little bit of what they did in amazing spider-man with the chameleon is this the an attempt to make the puppet master uh you know all bad all you know, visceral killer. You know, up his um, game like they did with Chameleon, and I think it was Slot that did that. Wasn't that a Slot story? That was. Uh, it may have been because uh, Van Lanty did the spot, right? And I think I think the Chameleon might have been 
Might have been slot. Because like, I mean, that was some nasty shit. Yeah, it yeah, could have been Wells, crazy. right? But I mean, that's what this sounds like to me. I mean, taking Colleen Wing. Uh, I mean, when you in, inject a person and drug them, I mean, that's almost like rape. It's on the same level, I think. Well, it's it's she's um her he's basically monitoring her vitals. He's 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 oh, not, not he's not doing anything. Um, that, well, and and apparently he seems to be working for somebody because he's on the phone talking to someone, basically saying, you know, listen, she's arcade. She's, oh God, yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> you know, Claws made him a viable contender. Uh, viable enough sequel, for a, for a sequel, yeah. Oh, God. So, uh, did Chris leave us? I think he's on mute because we're talking about a Marvel book. Damn it! I, I was on, I was sitting there. Are you besmirching the the arcade? <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting to hear you back when uh, when he was besmirching the new White Lantern. Respect the I ginger. Was. I thought you all heard me and just ignored my ass. That's I was bullshit. on mute. That White yeah. Lantern stuff is bullshit. Hey, you know what? You it's, need to like calm the fuck down. No, I don't. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not up. But he listened to the tone God of my voice. It. It's calm, just calm it's down. silly. Vince, calm down. It's just silly. It is. It's silliness. Calm down. It's bollocks. That's what it is. Oh my God! Now you're British. Exactly. Thank you. Let's go. Keep going, David. So yeah. So I um I when you get to the end of the fourth issue, you see who uh, who I guess the next hero is going to be in the fifth issue, and I'm I'm. I'm digging it. I, I do cool. like the uh, I do like the book, and and I realize that I probably was all over the place with with some of those spoilers, but um, right. it's still what? I say it's still the journey. So read the damn things. Where's Colleen Wing in all this? She in it? She is. Uh, you do see her through Paladin's binoculars because when he was looking for Misty's friends to see who can help him rescue her, because you know something's amiss. Uh, mm-hmm. You see, you see Luke and Jessica and Baby Danny. You see, uh, you see him scoping out Danny Rand. You see him scoping out Colleen Wing. So he's they they make cameos. No one's really. The, the original Heroes for Hire and the second volume with the women and Chang Chi haven't um, had really been players yet. So, how much for the women? Well, the, <laughs> you know that's what? That's true. that's a smart decision because obviously they didn't find their their niche in the marketplace. So yeah, start fresh. Even though it's Colleen Wing, so you have the tie to the original stuff. And it's it's kind of like a. Um, I mean, uh, Misty Knight. I'm sorry. It's it's um, you know, it's it's. There's a reason why she pulls these heroes together to to take on whatever the mission is, and and it's 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 kind of like a Marvel team up. Just nothing. She's the only consistent thing so far. Well, really, the only missions we've seen were the first two issues. Then we have we have some missions. We have a Moon Knight mission in the third issue, but like I said, it's mostly Paladin trying to get to the bottom of things. And um, and in the fourth issue, we we get things from Misty's point of view. And uh, and I'm 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 hoping it's not another eight issue miniseries. And and uh, and once Misty breaks free of of whatever Puppet Master's got going on over her, then uh, then we'll actually see some more heroes for hire and and have more stories in that reign but i it, it started off well I, I i'm digging it cool i may investigate i like it yeah all right what do you say 
By the time we do the In Your Travels, it'll be another half hour. So this, yeah, really. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. I'm very relaxed. Oh, my God. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, I'm looking at you, can get your favorite comic books and collectibles at huge discounts, 35 to 75% off certain items in their spotlight specials. Uh, great shipping, excellent packing. They are by far the best. DCBService.com. In your travels, I don't care if you guys only do one. I'm going to do a bunch of them nice. because oh, I, no. that's just how oh, I am. Come on. Read Skull Kickers from Image because it is a freaking amazing book. Issue number six called Four Tavern Tales is it's an all it's 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 not almost it's an anthology there's so many great stories in this thing 299 cover price i'm not who am i looking for here oh well read skull kickers and read casanova because it's friggin fantastic zombie number two came out today Did the, I, uh, wednesday I wednesday it came out you know uh, the the first issue was not a fluke Written nice. by John Rosam, illustrated by Fraser Irving. Fraser rhymes with laser. Fraser Irving, it is gorgeous. More orange, more blue, more Irving. You can't go wrong. Zombie. It's, I think it's the best. Now, I, I can't, I don't, obviously don't consume it's in your, enough. It's in your wheelhouse. It is, it is my wheelhouse. I don't consume enough yeah. DC to really say this with any kind of authority, but screw it. I, that, hasn't stopped me in the past. I think it's the best book coming out from DC right now. Zombie, number two. Go back to the Skull Kickers. Yeah, okay. I'm going. Talk you hear me backing up? What am I doing beep, at, on the Skull Kickers? Talk to me. Sell me. Oh, uh, who hates that? Jeez, yes. Tell, tell me why I should be reading Skull Kickers. Do you like uh, fantasy? Sword and sorcery, witty, yes. witty stories. You yes. have, um, they, we haven't been given the names of these characters yet, which is kind of weird, but that's okay. It's a mystery. You get a, 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 a giant and a dwarf. I like who, giants. I, I like dwarves. Who, who kick ass. Wait, I think, is, is he a dwarf or is he a little person? No, he's a, um, he's a Lord of the Rings style, living underground, uh, Carries battle axe. Kick, kick an ass, red haired dwarf. Yeah. Um, Jim Zub, Zub, Zubkovich. Yeah. He has a 18 slurring. strength, but only um, a 12 charisma. Yeah. He always makes a saving throw though. Uh, uh st story by Jim Zubkovich, uh, Edward, Edwin Huang does the line art. Misty Coates, who I was told is not a pseudonym. That's her real name. Misty Coates and Marshall Dillon does the letters. Again, real name from what I've been told. I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. Um, no, it's great stuff. It's, it's a, it's a fun book and it's, it's, there's humor. Like it's, you could compare it to a Van Lenty book. There's humor in it. It's well written and there's a cool action oriented story. Skull Kickers is really good. I want to get you creative teams on this issue six because it's an anthology thing. The first story is written by Chris Sims and art by Joe Vreens, V-R-I-E-N-S. Joe Vreens, the second story. Uh, there's a Skull Kickers pinup by Joe Vreens. That's always nice. Uh, second story, Brian Clevenger wrote it, art by Jim oh. Zub. Yeah. You have a story uh, written by Ray Fox with line art by Scott Hepburn who is really good. 
exceptionally so. It's very nice. Nobody can see it, so they have no idea what I'm talking about. And another story written by Adam Warren. Who? Adam Warren. Ah. And art by Jeff Chamba Cruz. And that rounds out the issue. It's really, it's, <laughs> it's really well done. I'm just rambling by now. I'm sorry. Really? I'm a mess. It's, a, it's been a hard week, guys. I've, but I, read I Skull you. Kickers. It's fun. I hear you, brother. Um, uh, gosh, you know, I had already. Serious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat it. Go pick up the Taskmaster oh, trade paperback this week. You're resting is, on your laurels. It well, it is. It it's just. It's one of those mini series that is just so darn surprisingly good and it shouldn't be because the creators on it are 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 a list that <laughs> I thought you were going to say are a holes. No, <laughs> they're a list. They are a list. Fred you're Van, an a-hole. Fred Van Lenty uh, is definitely a list in my book. If Yeah, you know. and this and this this Hefty Paolo is yeah, I like his stuff. Fucking really good. Yep. Uh yeah. he was the he was the guy on uh, Remender's uh Dr. Voodoo. And right. Did, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he did um, Jason Aaron's Black Panther Secret Invasion story. Yeah. Yeah. Nice stuff. Font of knowledge, David A. Price. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Voodoo. That series was killed way before its time. I think there was a lot. There was a lot of untapped potential in that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, I just got the trade, and I'm very excited. Um, let me. Oh, let me grab it here. Blah, 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 blah. I drew a sperm in the black book. I don't know why I drew a sperm, but I did. What the fuck are you talking about? The little black book that I write the the show notes in. You Whenever drum. you guys, I drew a sperm. I you don't know. It's, well, it must be because I was getting ready to. Um, He's suggest, all alone. Suggest that um, in addition to Taskmaster, that everyone go out and get the uh, bulletproof coffin trade. Yes. And oh, the trade's out good. Okay. The trade. That the first trade. issue was great. I've been waiting for the trade. Exactly. So we can come back next week and talk bolt, bulletproof coffin. Tell me, and I want you to say yes. Tell me they reproduced the text pages in the in the trade. Um, it's it's pretty darn thick. Seventeen ninety nine, right? Well, I think I actually ordered it from DCBS, which means when did it come out? Uh, I got it in my DCBS box today. I might have it next week when the, when the box yes, comes. Yes, it is seventeen ninety nine, and. Boy, the, there was so much like supplemental stuff in the form right. of like that's why I'm hoping that ads and and all that kind of stuff. Um, what a great series! I can't wait to finish it. We should we'll, talk about it next week. Yeah. So next week, um, in your travels, before you come back, um, read Bulletproof Coffin by uh, Shaky Kane. Shaky Kane, love him. Is, is, does he exist? Is he real? He's very real. He's very real. Uh, Check out Deadline USA, or I think it was either Deadline or Deadline USA. He has work in that. He's done uh, Doom Patrol riffs in the past. Shaky Kane's really good. And and I'm so pleased that now people are actually, his name is being bandied about, Shaky Kane. Because for a lot of years, I was like, I, I loved his, he's very Kirby, in the Kirby school. Or he was, but now this new stuff is is a little bit of a extrapolation on the old style. But yeah, Shaky Kane's he's fantastic. Thank yeah. God he's still doing it. Pretty these cool. guys, these guys, they go away for a little while and they come back, and everybody's like, "Oh, this guy's cool, dude." He's yes. been doing it forever. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you hate that, don't you? No, nah, I love it. I love no, it. You, oh, yeah, love it. You, you hate the young guns. He does. Uh, in your travels, first <laughs> you have, uh, by the time you hear this, you will have hours Lost, lost your lunch. To, because uh, <laughs> you only have until May 3rd at 10, 10 Eastern time at what night. is this? To back the 11 o'clock comics community anthology. Oh, yes, Turn. yes. Do it. Lot of talented dudes working on that. Serious, book. the thing's over a hundred pages now. It's like, and, and it's going to be like what six, seven bucks. Yep. It's going to premiere at Summit City. Uh, you can um, you go to Kickstarter dot com and look up Eleven O'clock Comics Podcast and or, or the Message Board Community Anthology, anything like that. And uh, yes, come on over to the forum. Which where's that? Or you can go to the forum at forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com and you can find a thread and, and let's and go out to there. the forum how can, how can you find the thread David you can do a search there you <laughs> go nice. there you go we, we, we do we, we, don't, we have a uh, search on our forum we don't yeah we don't we, we, we don't we don't diss people if they search for shit um, we diss them if they don't there you go some of us diss them if they don't yeah some some diss some just you know harm don't but some don't care <laughs> Because <laughs> um, they don't have to clean shit up. So the uh, hi, the yeah hi. Uh, so yeah, so there's that, and um, and and I, you know, I already talked about Heroes for Hire. So I'd say check that out. Can you imagine uh, the uh, comments on this episode? Man, we were really feeling the loss of of Jason on this episode. Uh, seriously, where's the cohesive guy? <laughs> he, he is. He is. He's, he's the glue. He See? really is, man. We've he, come he undone. It's all together like gauze. It's like, you know. <laughs> like gauze. <laughs> oh, shit. It's not going to be pretty editing this thing. It is no, not. No. no, starting with. Starting with oh, you got a couple I got go pee. I got to pee. There is no voicemails in this episode, as you've realized, because this is at the end. So you know there was no voicemails in this episode. I didn't have time to do them this week. I'm hey. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the, vo- the, vo- the voicemails in last week's episode were hilarious. Anybody because they were about you. I know it was great. Thank you guys. Yeah. Anybody that wants to complain can form a double line. <laughs> that's, not, that's not nice. Right you should always there. always treat your listening audience with respect because they put up with the shit. Really? No. Hey, hey. <laughs> I will. I. I. <laughs> I, I I love respect. I love I love giving respect. I love getting respect. So it it does go both ways, my brother. That doesn't happen often, does it? No. I drew another sperm. See, no, it's not alone. He's got a buddy. Uh, it's got a buddy. Get, what if he's got a swimming partner? One of us going to break through. Yeah, one. It's okay. a one in a million shot, kid. That's weird how that works, isn't it? All right, before we creep everybody out, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back here next week with the boy, so it'll be a lightning-fast, quick-paced episode, witty, banter, uh, everything this one wasn't, I think, at least for me. Uh, so be here next week. We love you so much. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace out. Live long and prosper. You know what, Chris? You don't do the disclaimer anymore. No. Why? I th- because because it it's work and I don't like to it do work. work. I don't like to work. <laughs> I need to spend my time reading comics. 
and doing baseball podcasts and other and, podcasts. And, and other podcasts. Yeah. Hey, I will talk. Baseball How come you didn't anytime you want pump your baseball podcast? Because he did it on the forum. So what? Yeah. Let's do it. Pitch it. Tom, Tom Caters and I talk about baseball somewhere at a URL that I'm not aware of. Are you, you serious? I have no idea where Tom posted that. This is highly unlike you. On, on his, on his Self promotion is your stage. deal. It's your thing. My thing. I, it is. I'm busy. I do a lot of things. I mention them here. You give Not me a lot of balls in the air. If you'd like to hear more, Chris, you can listen to Don't Miss, which is over on the iFanboy feed mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, you can listen to this baseball thing. Does it have the a baseball name? thing? Is is at original Tom Cat with a K. Because it's short for caters. I started dot calling him that. Posterous. Dot com. I hope and I get a royalty for this shit. Thank oh. you. And it's, and it's based it's based on me and Tom talking baseball for an hour, which walk is awesome. walk, walk the walk. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I hope that Tom continues to do it, and I want to be a returning guest. It's Fine. nice that you and Tom are. Oh, so it's Tom's deal. Yes. It's Tom's deal. Yes. yes. Oh, that's why it should be good then. Aired. Then That's he why he's be got good. no info. He's like, fuck it, I'm not doing oh, this. Oh, see, you were just a guest on the first one. Yeah, Tom called me up. He's oh. like, you want to talk about baseball? I'm like, Tom, we talk about baseball whenever we do talk. So, yeah, yeah. sure. See, yeah. I'm I'm not, this is maybe a surprise to people out there, but I'm, fucker, I'm not a baseball aficionado, but I would listen to Tom Caters talk baseball for a half hour to 45 minutes. It's funny. It's funny. I, I, I would expect no less. It's good. It's something. Yeah. And the first episode uh, features Chris. Yeah, and you'll, I'm sure you'll, take the hear, yeah, That's right. you, you'll end up hearing Ron Richards, and I'm sure Wood will be on there, and and, and Connor. Let's talk about 86 minutes. And you'll never hear me on that show, unfortunately. Ever. 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 Because, because I corked the bat. Is that oh, what yeah, called? you do. All right, fuck face. Yeah, nice. That's exactly what I was talking about. Because that's one of the only things I know about baseball is the yeah. fuckface card. Because it, cause it's, it's lowbrow. You know, hey, a lot, lot of, lot of, ba- lot of baseball fans that are comic book fans. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not that, it's not that far off. You know, our 11 o'clock oh. league is, has been a lot Fan- of fun this year. Baseball. And, and if you, and if you watch, you know, watch on Twitter, a lot of comic book creators that are big baseball guys. What is the difference between fantasy baseball and Dungeons and Dragons? No, nah, not much. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, not much. Hey, man, your your boy Ron Mars, big Mets fan. Yeah, really, I like yeah. Ron Mars. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, like you, Chris, I think I'm going to bid Witchblade adieu uh, with issue. Well, yeah, with issue 150. Not because I don't like the story. Uh, mm-hmm. Mars is doing a fantastic job. With the character uh, and and the the Witchblade universe, it's three ninety nine an issue now. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not worth three ninety nine to me. But I will continue to read it and trade. Okay. Yeah. You can do that. I can because I have the option to do that. All right, <sighs> I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go read my my just unpacked copy of Dark Horse Presents. You douche! You got it. I didn't get it yet. Just Not just yet. came in today. Yeah, there's some beautiful Jeff Darrow art on the back of it. Stop. Some Mr. Paul Chadwick in there. I like it. How could you not? Yeah, it's I, good. I, I, I'm just surprised you didn't get the Frank Miller cover. 
I like Frank Miller. What? I I like Frank Miller. What's your your fucking problem? If you're if you're at a loss for Ipecac, you can always pick up the Frank Miller cover of the Dark Horse Presents. Well, Dude, you got to admit, he, he, he has lost it. his shit a long yeah, time ago. I brought it up, Chris, because when Vince was talking about... It's sad, but he has. They're in the DCBS promo weeks ago and was praising the Paul Chadwick and was quite doing the opposite awesome. to Frank Miller cover. I, you, I like Frank Miller. That's all we heard from you. So that's why I'm just making that's, sure that you got well, the Chadwick like, cover because you actually have taste. That's all. Like, Jesus, people, you know, calm, calm down. Hey, um, the... Uh, <laughs> the Relax. One years ago. Come according on, to according to Mario, concrete's a pussy. The uh, <laughs> nice. The the <laughs> Mr. Monster looks pretty cool in here. Of course it does. Michael uh-huh. T. Gilbert, M- Mr. Monster. Yeah. <gasps> I got Jesus. I can't wait for my box to come. It's, it's, oh. yeah, it looks great. So, yeah, what, what? Speaking of, Dave, did you find a, a special place for your? your I Mr. wanted to put it downstairs with the rest of our little things and and uh-huh. uh, and. Renee wasn't, no, no, wasn't feeling it, so it's still sitting right next to me. I like. I, I look at it every time we're recording. What? I mean, what is? I got him a. Mr. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Christmas. I got a mini man thing, made out yeah. of lead. No. Yep. No. I should stop licking it because I'm. Me, gonna get the I cancer. got, I got, I got creepy volume eighteen from Vince. He's like, and fill in the middle ones. Yeah, are you doing that by the way? Because Erie volume seven shipped this week. I'll, I'll get there eventually. Oh, you. Th- what? Uh, <laughs> Give him the fits. I got fantasy baseball dues. I got to pay. Oh my god. <laughs> we all got to pay our dues. I yeah. think we've gone long enough. So, so we, so we bid a do. We should bid a do. Bid a do. Come to our forum. Forum Nope. Bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum. Come join us and tell us, you know, what you didn't like about this episode, and then listen to the next one. You can tell us what you liked. Ooh, there's Richard Corbin stuff in here from Murky World. God damn it. I. I I do like the once a month shipping, but in in this instance, it's it's a it's, I know. It's, it's hard. It is Richard Corbin. I love that man. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Say bye. Sorry. We're <laughs> so sorry uh, for this. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Burn us an effigy, maybe. Paul Chadwick. Call me. I I'm assuming I never met the dude. Who chicken? Oh, don't say it, David. What? Don't say it because you're going to set him off. What? You're going to set him off. Remember oh, that tweet that he did? Chicken, bad chicken bullshit. See, I told you. God damn it. People, to, people that say that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. Open the, right. Damn it. The time. Okay. Okay, dude. So End you it. Had, you Stop had recording. Blade. No, I'm not recording. This is probably the best part of the episode. You had, you had, you had Blade coming out. I really like Blade. Same, I did, too. But it comes out... <laughs> with Hawkgirl over at DC and that yeah. shitty guy Gardner miniseries and you're telling me it's the same fucking guy drew both? No. it's he, the, the, the Boyd series was way better than both of those. Exactly. But see, here's the... There's your good shaking and your bad shaking. It's in times like this the great heaven knows that we wish we had not so many clothes so let's loosen up the playful tease like all lovers did through the centuries
the end of the day You may find your clothes getting in the way If a pretty dress hides your true desire For the nice and slow Throw it on the fire Like all of the sleep through the centuries. <laughs> 